your arms on, put your arms on, but that's probably about the perfect spot. Okay. So today on the Tim Manor podcast show, we've mm-hmm. got Kelly Southern, the author of Three Strikes, and also there's going to be a new book coming out. What's that called? A Pawn in His Game. A Pawn in His Game. Yeah. Right, so Three Strikes and you're out. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Take take me back when it kind of first started. And um, I even got a clue and I wanted that. I didn't yeah. want to have any preconceptions of who you are and stuff like that. Right. I wanted to, you just tell the story. Okay. So uh, it stems back from when I was five years of age. Um, everything seemed perfect up until the age of five. Um, you know, I had a mum, a dad, a sister. Um, and then all of a sudden things began to change. Uh, we were living in Germany at the time. Uh, my father was in the army um, and knew something wasn't quite right. And one of my earliest earliest re- uh, remembers was when my mother was packing our clothes out on this big table um, and we were leaving, um, obviously not with my dad, um, but to this strange place um, that had loads of people people in there um, so I didn't know obviously at the time where we were and then we were introduced to this new man um, and there was something you know I didn't like about this new man didn't know what it was whether you know at the time it was just because he wasn't my daddy I don't know um, but yeah um, he just he was in my life then really till the age of 11 um, and physically and mentally abused both me and my sister so, so can you take me through some of the things? What 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 do you mean by that? What was the three strike? Why is it called three strikes? It's called three strikes because um, we used to live by the three strikes. So each time we did something wrong, and it could have been minimal, anything. Well, to be honest, we weren't even naughty, so it was minimal. These three strikes. So once we got to three strikes, we then received punishment. However, as time went on, we kind of felt like we were receiving punishments at strike one, at strike two, at strike three. But whenever we got to strike two, uh, we, we, we used to panic. Fear used to just kind of, you know, um, take over the both of us because we were like, if we get to that strike three, the punishment was going to be so severe, um, that, you know, we wouldn't, we, what, we didn't what, know what, what to do. What do you mean by this? The push, punishment, what, so how would you punish you? For example, my sister um, has a deformed thumb um, due to um, him holding her hand over a cooker um, and burning her her thumb. So she was in hospital for two weeks. Um, He used to do things like uh, drown us in the bath um, until we couldn't couldn't breathe. Um, He used to uh, make me eat chilli powder by the spoonful um, and stand there until I'd, you know, completely... Um, gulped this this chili powder. Um, he used to like play fighting. That was one of his main games that he used to to do with me and my sister. So he would often sit there, kneel on the floor, and tell us one by one to come over and fight. But this it, it wasn't normal fighting. Um, he'd smother us with his hand, especially me, over my mouth and nose, so that I couldn't breathe. Um, he used to get the double duvet blanket out, smother me completely from head to toe in the double duvet so that I couldn't breathe to the point that I actually thought I was going to die. 
Um, one of his games that he played was he uh, told me to get a knife during one of these fights. Um, you know, I knew at the time it was wrong to get this knife, but he, you know, was insistent on, you know, getting this knife. And to the point that I feared that much for my life that um, I ended up having to tell him that I loved him to stop any further, um, you know, to, he's, he's told you to get a knife yeah and then what come at him yeah 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 what he, was the what, what was i haven't i don't know the psychology behind it i do not know why um he did this why um he hated us so much that he you know felt that he needed to torment us in this way um but every day every day we lived in fear um and my mother was there my mum was there we also had a brother which was his son, um, and he never received any of this this treatment. It was purely just me and my sister. What was your mum doing? Did she go and she knew it was happening? Yeah, she knew it was happening, yeah. I think, to be honest with you, um, you know, looking back, perhaps maybe she was being controlled by him slightly. Um, but in my opinion, you know, as a mother myself, uh, nobody would ever control me that much to the point that I would allow my, my children to be in, you know, danger. Um, so this play fighting's going on and your mum's in the actual room? Yeah, a couple of times she took over. A couple of times she would say, you know, Greg, that's enough. Um, and then he would be like, well, in order for your, your kids to, you know, stop this, you, you take over. And then me and my sister used to have to stand there then and watch, you know, her fighting him. Um, but she was an adult. You know, me and my sister, we, we were children. So in my opinion, her fighting him, she never came to any harm. You know, whereas if me and my sister used to stand there and literally quake in our boots, uh, ready, you know, to, to have to face this man. So, and he yeah. just went on and on. Yeah. And on. Yeah. And this is from, like, day dot that your mum met him? Um, no, because um, he came into our lives when we were in Germany and then something obviously must have happened and my dad then came back into our lives and we, we came away from Germany and went to Old Shop then to go and live with my nan and my granddad. Um, and then kind of through time, um, my mum was pregnant and that's then when he came, he came back into our lives. So I assume, obviously, you know, she was pregnant with him or knew that she was pregnant at some, some point um, and decided to, to give it another go with him. And the, the abuse actually started when we came away from my nan and my granddad's and we went into our own home to live with my mum and Greg. I fucking hate Greg. So, yeah. Yeah. But I forgave. I forgave. And that's what my second book is about. Because... I did forgive this man. Ow. I think out of desperation to regain a relationship with my mother. Acceptance. I think it was about acceptance. Even though he cruelly tormented me and my sister for years, I still pined for that acceptance. You know, I wanted to be loved. I wanted somebody there. Um, I wanted my mother in my life. Um, you know, I, I didn't really blame my mother at the time for what, what had happened. I thought, you know what, she was weak. She, um, she didn't know how to stop this man. Um, perhaps maybe um, 
you know, she was being controlled slightly by him and she thought that, you know, we'd already gone to our nan and our granddad's that she couldn't perhaps maybe take us away and take us back there again. Um, so, yeah, I forgave. But then, he, but then, you know, a year and a half ago, he, he betrayed me. So that's why I ended up writing the book because he, he betrayed what, me. What do you mean? Take me through that. So, I feel like I'm going all over the shop here. Go on. No, that's fine. Um, so um, he used me really over the years, I think, to um, get access to my own children. Fucking hell. Okay. So, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I just, um, all that, all that hurt that I felt uh, and the betrayal that I felt, I sat there and I thought, I, I need to get this out. I need to, I need to write about this. I need to, it, first of all, I started off writing on, a, on a, a pad and a pen. I had no intentions of writing a book. It was literally just getting all my feelings out on a piece of paper and a pen about this man. Have you been to see a counsellor? So, no, I haven't. I haven't been to any counsellors. I feel that writing this book yeah. has counselled me. It's been self healing writing this book. But um, what about your sister? What did she say? My sister hasn't had anything to do with Greg over the years at all. Um, she's had a minimal relationship with my mum. I don't blame her. She's had a, a, a deformed thumb to look at for years, to yeah. remind her every day of what this man did. Yeah. Um, and um, What did she think about you writing the book? She's happy. She's pleased. She's pleased that hopefully somebody will pick it up, read it, um, and, you know, find comfort from it. So, yeah. Yeah. Fucking, you've, like, blown my mind, dude. Oh. And you've had no counselling at all? No, no. Are you, open, are you open to counselling or are you just like, look, I'm going to, this is my way of doing it? This is my way of doing it, yeah. 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 Um, I do believe that by writing the book, um, I mean, there's a couple of reasons why I wrote the book for self-healing, um, to also let everybody know out there that, you know, you don't need to feel resentment. I don't feel resentment. I don't. I don't feel resentment. I, I feel hurt. I'm not going to deny that. That hurt's never going to go away. But I don't, um, I'm not angry. I'm not angry because... How are you not angry? I'm not, I'm not angry. No, I'm not angry because I see it as he won't beat me down. I won't let this man beat me down. I won't let him, yeah. you know, he's already taken my, my childhood away from me. Yeah. But I won't let him take my future from me. Very good I point. won't let him have that satisfaction of taking any more of my life away from me. So... That's one of the reasons why I've written the book as well, because I want people to know that no matter what happens in your life, you can still pick yourself up. You can sit there and say, do you know what? I think the biggest revenge of all is to sit there and, you know, say, and you did this to me, but look at me now. I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I, I you know, I'm, I'm achieving everything that I want to achieve. You've not stopped that. How do you, how do you think like that? Do you watch, like, do you read books? Do you watch, what's it, how have you come no, to that? I just, I think because I've got Because like, that's really a powerful way of thinking, yeah, that, you because, know. because, I don't know, I just, I think because I've, I've always strived to, 
to want a better life. I've always strived. I think because my own children as well has made me sit there and, and turn around and think, I want, I want better for you. I don't want you ever to feel any kind of fear that I felt when I was younger, ever. Um, and I do everything in my power to make sure that they don't um, and that you know I have that loving relationship with them um, so that when they get older, they can turn around and say, you know, my mum was there for me, my mum did this for me, my mum did that for me, um, you know, compared, compared to me. So everything I do really is probably for them. For them and a bit for me obviously but yeah it's it's yeah mainly for them because yeah. if i let this man overrule and let him uh dictate my future then what future have my children got fuck yeah that's good that that's kelly yeah. that's how i mean I see it. fuck you greg <laughs> that's all i can say i can be angry yeah. at the situation no, but yeah, it's fucking yeah. powerful that yeah. mate that's really powerful yeah. so it happened from age what? Five. To age? Eleven. And why, what happened when you were eleven? What was that moment that it, it got out of your life? So when I was eleven, um, it wasn't long after my eleventh birthday and I'd hit my three strikes. So he decided that he was going to whip me 50 times across the backside and down my leg with his belt from his trousers. There was nothing sexual? No. However... Yeah. I do believe that um, had we have not been taken away, had my sister not have cried out for help, that perhaps it may have led Escalated to, that to that because of um, you know what he's because of what he's um, what he was arrested for a year and a half ago. So. Right, go on. I don't so, want to so talk too the, much about the second book because right, I don't want to no, give no, too much fine, of it away. It's fine, mate. Give me the, yeah. so the 11, what, the, what was that point? That so, um, yeah, I was whipped 50 times across the backside. Uh, with obviously what? His belt from his trousers. Fuck yeah. me. Um, and, um, as you can imagine, I couldn't sit down. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't Fucking go to school. Rank. Yeah. So, my sister had, had to go to school alone on her own um, and she opened up to a teacher and told a teacher everything and I remember that day when she I used to watch her out the out the living room window coming home when I was at school and this one particular day she was hurrying she was walking ever so fastly to get home and I knew something wasn't wasn't right you know by the way that she was walking so the minute she walked in she had panic stricken all over her face. She'd picked up a little card from the front door that I hadn't even been aware had been put through the front door um, from the NSPCC. And she sat there and she said, you know, I've, I've spoken to the teacher. I've told them everything, Kelly. We, 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 you know, this isn't right. What's going on? Um, and obviously she panicked. That? Yeah, she panicked because the NSPCC had obviously been called straight away. It obviously come to the home. I, yeah. I wasn't aware of this. Um, and they dropped a card saying, you know, sorry, we've missed you, but we need Did to speak to you. They dropped a card through the letterbox? Yeah, yeah, nuts. and then a CCC card, yeah. Yeah, so she That's had this in her hand. That's not good, though, is it? Because, no. like, have you found that? Yeah, well, she had this in her hand, and we were, I was, obviously, I, I was scared. I was like, well, what do we do? What do we do? Do we, te do we tell him this is called? 11-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do we tell him this, this has come through the door? What do we do? Luckily... 
Um, it, that decision was taken out of our hands anyway because Mum and Greg had arrived home and obviously the NSPCC were waiting um, or they'd met them somewhere. I, I don't know what had happened, but all of them came in through the door. Yeah. And what happened then? So obviously um, they spoke to Greg and Mum and then asked to take us into a separate room to speak to us separately. Well, my sister was like that talking away me I was more reserved I was like please don't please don't because yeah. you know he's in the next room um that you know what do you think is going to happen from this um and all my nightmares came true because obviously the NSPCC left and oh, left, left us in that very home yes yes um and so oh that, that why did they leave you I don't know I don't know so obviously the minute they left, Greg grabbed hold of Louise from where she stood, threw her onto the couch and literally, you know, climbed over her um, and, and seized at her that, you know, um, how dare she do this and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So the NSPCC, though, from then on, were visiting us in school every single day. So it took a lot for them to regain my trust, you know. In Why did they leave you? I don't know don't know i don't know what they said with greg or my mom between them or obviously you know he's come to being quite a good manipulator of people mm -hmm. and obviously he must have manipulated him that she's always saying this and yeah. stuff like that for them but fuck me to leave you after that yeah yeah it's like a film this isn't so. it it's just like but yeah we were left so you know i think it's important nowadays i understand that social services you know have to tread very carefully when they walk into people's homes if they've been reported of abuse or anything like that but my motto is you know you have to remove regardless of whether um the facts are true or false because me personally if i had social services coming to my door saying there's been a report of abuse you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be upset for one second if they took my children you know to eventually then find that it it's was all a lie yeah, yeah, yeah. then to leave my children in that situation where more harm could actually come to them because more harm did come to us because it was only until he dislocated two of louise's um you know fingers that um we were then taken we were actually removed from the home so yeah so um mm. i can't believe that much yeah. it speechless how one human being can be like that. I know you, you kind of hear stories, but to hear it... Well, this is the whole thing. It's, you know, I've kept silent about it for years, even with family and friends. What um, was the reason you kept it silent? I, I've not kept it completely silent. They've known bits about yeah. my life because my mum's obviously gone off to, to live in America. So she lived in America for years with this man. So I always had the, the kind of questions of, oh, why don't you live in America? Or did you live in America at one point? Why do you live here and your brother lives out there? Um, so I'd always give kind of the bare minimum of um, my actual background but I think to be honest it, it I kind of kept it silent because to a degree you could in a sense say it, you know it's a bit embarrassing really it, 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 yeah, it yeah. seems embarrassing yeah, you know yeah. to sit there and and then you don't want people's pity you don't want people to turn around and say oh I'm so sorry or yeah. oh are you okay and yeah. you know and things like that so um you know, and then a part of you sit and thinks, well, you know, am, am I ashamed that, you know, I, I didn't have, you know, a perfect upbringing and do I really want to share that with, with everybody? But 
And that's totally wrong in thinking. That's totally wrong in thinking. I think there's not enough of people turning around and, you know, t talking about like any bad pasts. Um, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed about. You, you're young. That it was out of your control. You were not the one. You know that that abused yourself. Somebody did that to you, and you know that's not your fault. That's not your fault. It's not a, not a, not a situation that you can possibly control. At the age of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, even a teenager, it's out of your control. You know the only thing that you can control is now. It's now and what you do now. Very cool, you know, Kelly. So yeah. And if you just this this yeah. is just the way you've been thinking. I've always thought this way. Yeah, I've always thought this way, and I think that's probably why. I, even when I was growing, you know, even when 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 I'd. I'd, I'd grown into to an adult and I, I was desperate to get that relationship with my mother. I pushed everything to the back of my mind, everything to the back of my mind. I thought, you know what, I will forgive you. You know, I did try to have that conversation with him once. I did. And it got dismissed. It got shut down. At that point, I was like, right, okay, I've got two choices here. Either I continue, continue to pursue trying to get the answers that I want or I accept the fact that I'm never going to go and get them answers. You know, and do I let trying to pursue to get them answers rule me, upset me, hurt me, because that's what ultimately it was doing, or do I accept that fact and sit there and say, well, no, he's, I'm never going to get the answers. What were you looking for? So what why? answer were you looking for? Why? Just why? Why? You never do get those answers. No one ever gives those answers. No abuser, you know, gives those answers. And so therefore, there is no point in sitting there and feeling, you know, worried about it or upset about it or hurt about it, you're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yourself by, you know, striving to get those answers that you will never get. You, you won't get them. And I realised that years ago. So I decided that I'm not going to get the answers. I, I, I have to move on. And I want that relationship with my mum. And so I'm, I'm going to push it to the back of my mind. And that's what I did. How out how do you, obviously you're a lot stronger than I am, how do you forgive your mum when she sat there and watched you? I don't... Yeah, I, don't I, know, I, I don't get know. what you're saying. Yes, I do get what you're saying. In my mind... Because your sister's not forgive her. She's slowly starting to forgive her now. Um, she's slowly starting to forgive her now um, because my mum's back in this country now. Right. Um, due to circumstances, right. which is in my second book. Okay. Um, but for years, no, no, she didn't forgive her. Um, I mean, one of her, you know, we used to go hungry quite a lot, um, and we used to eat potato peels out of the bin. Why? Why did you go hungry a lot? We just—he was too busy punishing us. It got to the point where it was late. We were sent to bed. There's no tea. Um, I, I don't think he cared to really kind of you know feed us really so um yeah um we used to take potato peels out of the bin of a night time to eat these potato peels and we hide and we'd stash the remainder you know under the carpet in the bedroom so that if the following day we were hungry we we, we had that stash there um because you know we didn't dare take anything out the cupboard anything out of the fridge because we knew it would just go you know it would be it would be noticed um, and the punishment was far worse than risking taking you know anything out the cupboards 
Um, so one of the reasons, and, and, and me and my sister had this conversation recently, that you know she hasn't forgiven mum is because she remembers distinctly being caught taking these potato peels out of the bin and this was by mum and mum made her stand there and wait for Greg to return to explain herself as to why you know she'd she'd stolen potato peels out the bin now to me obviously if I've caught any of my children doing that the first thing I'd be is horrified I'd be like oh my goodness why are you doing that you know what's the reason behind that um, you know, right, okay, if you're hungry, I'll make you a quick sandwich, get yourself back to bed, and, you know, we won't say another word about this. So in my sister's eyes, it was like none of that was done. She waited for, you know, him to return to punish me for stealing potato peels out of the bin because we were hungry. So that's one of the reasons why, you know, she won't forgive, forgive her, but... I'd seen it as that, you know, she was weak and that maybe life had, had gotten in the way of um, her being able to defend, you know, me and my sister. Um, having my own children myself, I thought, you know, perhaps maybe um, she just didn't have the confidence, you know, to pick us up and just leave, just go. But while I was writing the book, I'm not going to lie, I did look at my mum a few times differently because as I was writing what had happened and was bringing it all from the back of my mind, all to the front of my mind, I sat there and I thought, actually, how did she just stand there and watch that happen? You know, and I've confronted her about it a couple of times recently, yeah. um, you know, just before the book was published. Um, because I thought, actually, I don't, I don't, maybe I don't understand. I don't understand. As, as clear as what I thought I understood as to why it is and that. And what did she say? Um, at first, I got the, I don't remember. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is not what anybody wants to hear yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. you know, the, one of the number one rules is you want to be believed yeah. at, you know, your, your past, your bad, your bad history. Um, and so that angered me because I was kind of like, you were there. How can you sit there and, you know, from the one person that I, you know, I wouldn't have a doubt that you, you would believe me and my sister. How can you sit there and say, I, I, don't, I don't remember that part. Where was that? Where was I? So I think she's, she too has blocked a yeah. lot of it out. And the only thing that she seemed to feel sorry for was my sister's hand. And I think he's conditioned her over the years because it's a scar, because it's noticeable and you can see it. I think that's the only one thing that he's kind of conditioned her on. Well, that's, that's the only thing I kind of did wrong. He saw it as he was being strict with me and my sister. He was trying to teach us the way of, you know, life, of the way of trying to stand up for ourselves when we were older. Um, and that's his reasoning, I think, to an mm. extent as to why he did what he did. Yeah. But he conditioned my mum, I think, to, to think that the only bad thing uh, that she's witness to is uh, my sister's hand. So, but it is hard, it is hard, but, you know, to forgive, but I have. I've done it because otherwise it's going to eat me up. It will eat me up. It has eaten my sister up over the years.
You know, I've seen a difference between her and me. She's, it, it's eaten her up because she's not been able to put it to bed because she's not been able to, to forgive or, you know, to talk about it. She finds it very, very difficult to talk about. Yeah. It's just, I, I just can't get my head around that thing, if I'm going to be honest. I don't know, I, think, I suppose it's like, it's just the situation, but for you to think like that is just like, really? Just that it's inner strength in you. Well, Even just to write a book, the bravery of, you know, your sister at 11 to go and do that, I'm just like, Well, it's, it's just, I want to get, when I started writing it down on a piece of paper and a pen, yeah. I then had this big urge, this big urge to then write it in a book. Yeah. Because I sat there and I thought, right, okay, this is helping me here. So how many other people would it help just to sit there and write it down? Write down everything that you're feeling, write down. And I had to go back to when I was five and six and seven and, and imagine I was stood there in that awful living room with him glaring down on me I had to go back to those memories and write it down but it helped it helped so the message that I want to get across to people is you know talk about it write it down do whatever it is that you need to do to forgive because if you don't forgive you can't move on you can't move on do you ever think about if your sister hadn't gone and told that teacher. Yes. What, what would happen if, if she hadn't done oh, that? Oh, I'd already, I'd, I, I mean, towards the end anyway, I'd already given up. You know, as a child, I'd already given up. I already imagined that once I became of age, I'd be kicked out the door. I mean, he, he used to say to us on many occasions, once you turn 16, that's it, you're out, you're out. So I already had that drummed into my mind that, you know, I was going to be... On my own from the age of 16 so yeah it does I do sit and think if we hadn't have been removed from the home what what would have happened but yeah. I'm thankful that we were that we were removed so how long did it take from your sister doing that the NSPCC leaving you in the home to them seeing it every day in thing before you actually got removed from probably say about three months yeah about three months because so it carried on for three months yeah yeah and then what happened then after the three months? How did they come and get you? So they visited us every day in school. Um, yeah. You know, to and it was mainly at lunchtime when we were sat at the dinner hall. Um, and what were the other over. kids thinking about? I have no idea. No. I have no idea. All I knew was my own thoughts and my own feelings because at first I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. I thought that somehow he was going to know. He was going to be waiting for us when we got home if I even spoke a word about what was going on at home um, and you know I was very very reluctant to, to talk to them um, did you talk to them? eventually eventually yes I think I got so mad one day that I just gushed everything out everything out and I thought you know what because I think I got to the point where you're here every day have you not got the message by now that I don't want to talk to you? And then eventually I was like, right, you really want to know? I'm going to tell you. And everything, yeah, everything just came out. Um, and I told them, yeah. And was it because, like, your sister was saying stuff, but you weren't saying anything? No, I was very much kind of giving her the evils, like, you right. know, <laughs> why are you, why are you, you know, you know what's going to happen. Um, 
you know, why are you continuously talking to people? Does he know the people? NSPCC at going to school every day? I have day. no idea. No. I don't know. I don't know whether he knew that they were there every day, uh, whether they kept him, him informed of that. I, I don't know. I don't know. So w- at what point did they come round and so, take you away? Um, one evening, um, my sister was asked to go and get some chicken drumsticks out of the freezer. Now we have one of those chest freezers that you open up from the top. Um, and she pulled them out and dropped them accidentally onto the floor. Um, he was stood in the kitchen um, and decided that he was going to stand um, on her hand. Um, and by doing that, he dislocated both of her fingers. So I stood there, I was actually stood there watching and knew that it wasn't an accident, that he'd accidentally walked over her fingers. He literally dug his boots into her, into her hand. Um, so obviously she was in pain. Um, she'd said to mum that evening, my, fi- my fingers hurt. Um, and, um, you know, mum was kind of just dismissing it and saying, you know, they'll be fine, don't worry about it, it was an accident, because obviously he told her that he did it by accident. Um, I was then at that point when we were sent to bed saying to her, you know, um, don't, don't, don't say too much about it, you know, because you don't want to be staying at home. And when, when we get to school, uh, we'll get you some cream. We'll go to the teacher and get you some cream. Because obviously at that time I didn't know, you know, I was like, we'll just get you some cream to put on those fingers. So obviously when, when we'd gone in, I'd gone into my classroom and within probably about half an hour of being sat in class, I was sat there thinking, I wonder if she's got her cream that the social workers had, Roger and Tanya, their names were. So I remember to this day, um, and it was actually Tanya that had walked in um, and grabbed me um, from the classroom and we were taken straight to, straight to the hospital. But all the time that we were in the hospital, my mind was racing 100 miles an hour because even though we were in the hospital, I mean, they weren't keeping us informed of what was going on, you know. So all the time I was thinking, oh my goodness, you know, Greg's going to be informed that we've come to the hospital the minute we get home tonight that's it I have no idea you know what's going to happen to us um and I was like anxious and worried while I was sat there thinking how long is this going to take has school finished yet oh my goodness if we're not home when we're supposed to be home we're going to be in so much trouble when all along um Roger had actually gone away from the hospital obviously to find us a placement to find us a home for that night but we we didn't know until he'd come back to give us the news um so yeah that was it then i've never we didn't return after that what what where did you go we went to social uh, social we went to foster parents straight away yeah yeah sylvia matthew yeah and how long were you with them for so we were there for them just under a year just under a year um and they were lovely absolutely lovely uh, still keep in contact with them today um, and yeah so, so you were there the year and then what happened after that went to year? our dad's right okay so um, yeah went to my dad's to live with my dad and so did your dad know what was going on yes although uh, I mean I don't have a great relationship with my dad yeah um, now yeah. or have done really since I was 16 um, so I lived with my dad from the age of 11 well coming up to 12 it was till I was 16 and moved out the minute the minute I turned 16 Why? Um, I felt as though um, he wasn't really there for I think he, he kind of took me and my sister on as out of duty oh, okay. out of you know no choice but to kind of take us on that was the impression that yeah. you know we because my sister moved out at 16 as well and she came to live with me 
Um, so where did sixteen? Where, where did you go? Well, that was then when I met my husband. At sixteen. Yeah, at sixteen. Yes. Um, yeah, and we moved in together. So, and then when my sister turned sixteen, she also then came to live with me until she went into the navy. So she's in the so, navy. No, she was. She she's was. not any longer, but yeah, she went into the navy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. That's right, that isn't it. Mm. I can't believe that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had struggles. Don't get me wrong. I do believe that you know my past has affected me. Yeah. Um, a little bit in regards to um, relationships. Um, so regarding my husband um, he's he's passed away um, he actually um, killed himself fucking so, hell yes so um, I've not had it easy so even though I left at 16 it, the troubles didn't stop there what do you mean so is this in your second book this is in my second book yes so my troubles didn't stop there I still had you know a hard, a hard going but I stayed strong. I stayed strong. I stayed and and you know kept my goals of what I want to achieve in focus because there were the you know I sat there and I've looked at my past and thought there were many times really that I could have sat there and just given up and gave up and thought what's the point? What is the point? But I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Why? Because of my children. I haven't and I'm, I'm for myself really because again you know I how old are your kids so well my eldest is um 23 right yeah so um down to my youngest is nine and so. does he have you told him the story are you dead open obviously with the oldest one yeah well, regarding my second book or well everything uh, yeah yes they um she's read my first book um yeah. and was obviously astonished at the amount um yeah. because kept it quiet really from them as well um so that you know it, it didn't interrupt kind of their relationship with their nan um so she has read it and she was like oh my goodness you know i, I didn't realize it was to this extent the abuse um but she's proud and that makes me proud that she's proud you know of me kind of yeah, thing. I've, yeah, achieved, yeah, yeah. I've achieved something for her she'd be very proud man so, very proud and then obviously regarding the second book because it involves you know her father some of it um, you know, I've had to ask her permission um, to, to write about her father, um, you know, which she's agreed and, and she'll get to read it before before it gets published just to make sure that, you know, she's happy with it. Um, but yeah. But it's just the truth that you're telling. It's the truth. It? Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's about just helping other people and anybody's going, kind of going through it. And I do, yeah, I want other people, like my first book and my second book, really, I've written it as a novel. So when I, when, I, when I had this big urge to write a book, I sat and thought, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get what message I want across and how am I going to describe the abuse that happened? So I thought, you know, I didn't really want to write an autobiography because I thought, well, who, who's going to know me? No one knows me. Kelly Sutherland, who am I to, you know, to people really? So I sat and thought, I'll write it as a novel. I will write it and put myself back there as if I am that age again so that those that have been abused can read the book and find maybe a little bit of comfort of I'm not I'm not the only one that's gone through this you know I've described in detail the abuse that went on um, so that those that haven't been abused get an understanding of what a child that's going through that feels and thinks and 
um, you know, how they might act. I mean, I was very, very quiet, very quiet as a child. Um, I didn't, you know, I was behind in school. I kept myself to myself. Um, I didn't dare act out or bring, you know, be naughty or anything along those lines through fear of, you know, not wanting any attention being brought to home. So, um, you know, it's just maybe to give those that, you know, that haven't been abused a bit of an understanding that, you know, if they come across a child that seems recluse or troubled, you know, in some way that, you know, maybe just to ask questions, but as well, you know, like, um, there was in my first book, there was at one point where, you know, I'd, I'd called my dad. I actually called my dad from a phone box to tell him what was going on. You know, I'd gone to that phone box with full force with my sister in tow thinking, this is it now, this is it. I am going to tell my dad what's going to happen. He's going to come and get us and we're going to be taken away from that situation. And we weren't. What happened? Well, I told my dad that, you know, Greg was being mean to us. Um, that was my way of communicating across right, okay. that, you know, I didn't know the word abuse. I was, I was a little child. I didn't know that, you know, what that, that word was or even existed. So in my mind, it was he was being mean. Um, and my dad, you know, turned around to me and said, I'm sure, I'm sure he's not being that mean. I'm sure he's just, you know, being a little bit strict and kind of dismissed what I was saying. So I think it's important that, you know, if you get a child that says a member of their family is being mean, to them to maybe just take it that little step further in asking what do they mean by being mean never even thought of that that's how you, you know? communicate as well so, don't you? yes yes because they don't understand i didn't understand didn't understand to use you know the yeah. words that would you know impact exactly what was what was going on i just used what i knew in my own mind which is you know if you have if you have a child that that's being bullied at school or their friend has been mean to them what do they say they've been mean to me today mm. you know they weren't very nice these are simple words that kids that kids come out with because that's that's own, that's their understanding you know and that's what i'd come out with and unfortunately it didn't you know it didn't do me any favors but it's just to be mindful of the fact that if a child is saying that just explore that word or those words a little bit further. How did the first book do? Well, it's only just been published uh, right at the beginning of December. Mm -hmm. So it's doing okay, I think, at the moment. I'm quite happy and pleased with, with how it's doing. I think it's slowly kind of so you, getting out there. Did you write it all yourself? You know, oh, a yeah. ghostwriter no, involved no, or anything like it, that? I've done it all myself. And who published it for you? I did. You published it yourself? Yeah, published it myself, yeah. I took it to an editor. So I, yeah. I researched on Google. Um, you know, editors and things like that, and mm -hmm. found myself an editor. Um, had a sample piece of my writing sent back to me that she'd edited. Was very happy with it and sent it off to her. Um, got it back. Um, I she actually helped me a lot with um, the best route to go down because, you know, I researched kind of self publishing and researched um, going to a publisher. Yeah. Um, and I kind of felt that once you go to a publisher that book then is no longer yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no longer own that writes that book. You don't own the cover of, you know, yeah. you don't get to choose your, your cover of what you want to display on the front of that book. So that kind of like hit, hit home a little bit in the sense that actually, no, 
I've sloughed in writing this, this book. This is everything that I felt, you know, as, as, as a child and, and I've got a message to get across and I don't want that taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of felt like if I went to a publisher that, that part of that would, would, would be taken away. That's very good, mate. Very good. So, That's a brave move yeah, as well. So, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they, they take away your advertising as well yeah. or putting snippets of, of your book, you know, to people yeah. to, to, to encourage them to buy it. And, and I didn't want that. I didn't, you know, yeah. didn't want them to, to kind of take that away, take that away from me because my, it's important <coughs> really that, you know, one, at least one person thinks, you know, yeah, I have been abused and it's nice to know that I'm not alone. You know, I want to read this book and, and hope that it, it helps helped me understand that you know yeah I felt like that too and it's okay to feel like that you know it's okay to talk about it and the the stigma at the moment about you know abuse any kind of abuse is is just not to talk about and I don't I don't understand why you know so I I want I do I, I want people to get that message that start talking about it start writing it down write your own book and get it out there, you know, for, for people to know. And, and, and don't let, don't silence the abusers anymore. Let everybody know about these abusers. Let everybody know. I, I've let everybody know about Greg. Fuck Greg. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, what's the, what, what's the plan now with it then? I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm just advertising at the minute in regards to the book. Um, I'm close to finishing my second book, yeah. uh, which will go off to the editors, I'm hoping, at the end of this month. Yeah. Um, I do have a book signing on the 7th of March at Perea in Audley Edge, where there'll be other events as well going on. This is um, for your first book? This is all for my first book, right, yes. Um, so, um, yeah, I've got that going on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Regarding plans, I don't know. <laughs> we need to help give you a push. I think you need to do as many as these things as possible. But mm-hmm. I think what we need to do is we need to, um, I need to get in touch with our PR mm-hmm. people and you have a chat with them. Yeah. What do you do for a job at the minute? I'm a nurse. Are you really? Yes. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Looking um, after people. Yes, that was another thing, you know, because I was actually going to become a social social worker yes however um i kind of i decided to go the nurse route because it would break my heart i think becoming a social worker because i would go into a home and i believe that i would go into a home be able to spot instantly whether a child was being abused or not and feel that i didn't have that power that power to remove that child or take that child based on instincts you know because it's there's so much paperwork isn't there that yeah. you know is involved in regards to moving removing a child from a home and, yeah. and I think I wouldn't be able to leave my work at work it would torment me I think and I'd come home and I'd so anyway I decided to take the nurse route where I'm still helping people um, you know feeling that, that I've achieved something for someone so yeah was an amazing story that yeah. dude and I can't believe this other thing's happened to you as well mm-hmm. I, well I can't imagine what yeah. went on after that but you just you need to talk more mm. don't you yeah yeah a, a million percent talk and other more. people can do but it you've also well. got a you've also not got to be shy in talking about stuff as in 
they're not going to buy your book because they are. Yeah. Yeah, and I know like you're reserved on talking about it because that's in my second book, mm. but people will buy it anyway, mate. Mm. You just need to talk about it as much as you can yeah. Um, yeah. and get things lined up. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm going to help you. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, I'm going to have a little think about yeah. who we can get in touch with mm-hmm. to actually give you that PR route and yeah, get you on fantastic. radio, get you on, yeah. you know, doing more book signings, do all these kind of things. Yeah because um, that's where you need to be you need to sort of be in the media eye mm-hmm. you know people getting you on, on telly and stuff that's, like that that's it's going to scare the shit out of you yeah, it will, but it's I'm not like, about yeah, you is it yeah. and, and you already know that it's yeah. not about you and spreading mm-hmm. the word that you know just kind of you know, how brave, I just can't believe how brave you mm-hmm. is to do that mm-hmm. I'm just like I know she was my saviour like, she was my saviour yeah. um, you know in the end um, that moment and that's what we tell everybody else you've got you've got to go and ask for help yeah yes haven't you yeah and she she did that yeah she did she did you know because i got to the point where i actually thought it was normal yeah i thought it was normal that you know everybody's household behaved yeah. this way every child was scared to go home after school you know um yeah there was, there was a point where i thought that well what's the point in in, in talking about it because um nobody's noticing nobody's seeing what's going on so surely this must be this must be normal and i think you know in schools as well it does need to be educated a little bit more that you know especially around primary age that you know it's not normal you know if you you are worried about something that's going on at home or you're frightened to go home after school you know come and talk to us come and tell us you know so so the abuse just started again in your married life you went from that to it again sort of i don't want to give too much away um but yeah sort of um just i think you know i'm not going to deny that you know when you when 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 you when you're brought up in in an environment where you are abused it does affect you i'm not going to sit there and say you come out of it smelling of roses because you don't it does affect you and i i i will hold my hands up and say yeah it's affected my relationships in the sense that because i've not been around an environment where i've had a loving mother or a loving father i've perhaps maybe not known what is you know a loving relationship with with a partner i I don't know um because you know i've allowed men to to walk all over me or to um you know um mentally abuse me and and things like that simply because perhaps me i've not been i've not been aware of the fact that they're doing it but then i was aware eventually in the end you see what I mean? Yeah, and I kind yeah. of sat there and was like, actually, no, hang on here a minute. You're making me feel this way. You're making me feel that, you know, I can't do good in my life. I can't um, strive to be a better person. That That's not normal. That's not right. I need somebody in my life that, that says, well done. You know, you go for it. You, um, you know, I know you're going to achieve this. You know, so, it, you know, that has impacted. Yeah, but it's not impacted me greatly to the point that, you know, I've let it control or overrule my life. Mm. I've still carried on. I still went to university. I still, you know, became a nurse. I've now written a book, um, writing my second book. I've still, and, and I think the biggest thing of all is that I've been able to sit back and turn around to them and go, and go, ha, ha, you know, no matter what words you've called me, you've, um, you know, uh, you, you, 
no matter what you've kind of done to put me down, well, I've gone ahead and done it anyway. It's made me more determined. And, you know, and for people out there that think, you know, their life is hard at the minute, just take a minute to sit and think, what do you want? Because that's what I did. What do you want? And then think, right, this is what I want, which to me it was, I want to be a nurse, you know? And so I thought, how am I going to go about this? And I, and I literally put a plan together in my own mind of how I was going to go about it and focused on that, you know? How did you know how to do that? How did what? How did you know how to do that? I don't know. Mad I don't it. know. I don't know. I just... Because that's how know. you do it. Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And this is, you know, life coaches, all these people on YouTube are talking about, but... You've actually just like got just that got within you. Yeah, just I just yeah, yeah. But I want to encourage others to do it. You know, I don't want them. You know, all too often I see um, people that you know turn to drugs, turn to alcohol. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. You know, and then they're being seen, and the one thing that they sit and say, you know, stems from them perhaps that becoming an alcoholic or a drug addict and that they can't get themselves together is because of their past well i had i had a rough upbringing i you know was abused and things like that and i scream in my mind i scream and i think no no you know you're please don't sit there and say that you know you've turned to alcoholism you've you've, you've turned to drugs because of your past You've got to sit there and you've got to own it. You've got to say, no, I've turned to these because I've wanted to turn to these, you know, and there is help out there to deal with your past. You know, you're letting the abusers win by, you know, not making anything of your, not making anything of your life. You know, so I see it all too often and, and, and I do I literally want to scream and I want to grab hold of them and go no stop it right now stop it you can do that though so yeah from your yeah. own social platforms yeah well that's what I want to do well that's what you're gonna do so, yeah but it, it's stuff like that you need to be getting out all the time yeah you know it's not just the fact that you know people need to buy your book and read it you know um, but the fact that you know you should be on there giving this message out all the time yeah. mate. and I've simplified the book as well yeah so I've simplified the writing in it so that you know if you, if, if it's a 16 year old or a 17 year old or an 18 year old yeah um, you know that's fallen behind in school mm. as I did um, you know will understand the book will yeah. understand the simple words yeah. you know that, that I've put in it I didn't want to overcomplicate it too much yeah so that it was just aimed at adults that that's not what it's aimed at it's aimed at the yeah. younger generation as well that are, have just come out of yeah. you know abuse or are still going through it and want to just pick up this book and then go no I know I, this is wrong I do need to talk I do need to tell somebody about this right now right this second and have you thought about going to schools talking uh, no because that's gonna, that's, <laughs> I'm just, I'm that's just, gonna happen yeah, as well yeah this is you need this is this, yeah. you need to put this plan in place now yeah. apart from the book you know mm -hmm. that's you know how you you know you want to financially be independent and stuff from sales of book but you can also be going into schools and putting out your message and stuff yeah you know this is really important yeah um so we need to come up with a plan on how you're going to do that
which was really the reason you come in, weren't you? But I, I yeah. wanted to like put you on the pocket. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. Because like I said, I've not really read anything. Yeah. You just got in t- touch with me, and I was just like, I need to. Yeah, because you were weird, recommended. You were recommended to me, so I did get in touch with you. Yeah, because obviously at the time, I, this was in January, wasn't it? Was it the beginning yeah. of January? And at the time, I sat there and I thought, oh my goodness, what do I do now? Well, you know, I've done the hardest part, which I thought was the hardest part in writing the book, getting it, you know, self-published. Yeah. Yeah, and then I thought, part. right, well, what, what, what do I do now? Because I'm not a great, I'm not, I'm not great at, um, you know, social media, and um, yeah. I'm not, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually had to be guided by a couple of my friends have been yeah, guiding yeah. me recently saying, right, you need to do this with Instagram. You need to do this yeah, with Facebook yeah. um, because I'm a novice really at it. I kind of keep myself to myself and, you know, yeah. and so, yeah. So, um, yeah, I got in touch with you because I was like, right, well, what, 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 how do I, how do I now tell people about, how do I tell people about this book? How do I get that message, you know, get that message across? So, it's yeah. just literally promoting yourself, which is another yeah. another going to be another scary bit. Yeah. Um, but you know you've always got to come back to that message of like it's not about you, is it? It's no. about other people you can help. That 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 that's what I, I you know I truly want to do, yeah. Um, and just yeah, get that get. I I, I can't ha- express to you how much like this urge of just like even if just one th- and I've had a couple of messages from people you yeah. know that have said how how do you do it. And I've messaged them back, you know, and then said to them, you know, by all means, if you want to talk, talk right away, right away, because I'm reading it, I'm reading it. And if I can pick out anything that I'm sat there saying, right, try and do this, because I think it's about encouragement as well. It's encouragement. You know, I am quite happy to sit there all day long and encourage people and to sit there and say, do this, do that. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? You know, um, because that's what my friends do with me. You know, and 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 it helps. It really does. It helps. So. You blow my mind. And you, I know you've only just like little, just teasing me little bits of what's going on in the thing, um, gone on in your book and your your second book. But um, if people, how can people go and find you now? This is another good, a good way of seeing if. Mm-hmm. what you've got right now is any good yeah because it's like right where do we send people now yeah so i've got it currently on amazon right um i've got it on kobo um barnes and noble yeah um google play um and itunes um so it's audio I've, book I've, as well yeah no not audio no oh, sorry right. i apologize yeah i've only i've done it as um ebook kindle and paperback yeah um I have had a friend who has said, I can't, I can't read out aloud. Yeah. You know, I've sat there and I can't do it. I can't do the audible. Um, I've had a friend that said that, you know, she'd be more than happy, obviously, to do the audible, you know, for me. But it's just kind of getting the time really to kind of, you know, do that. Um, it's got to be done that. Yeah. Because I, I don't read. Yeah. I um, have been told that apparently that is the way to go audible. but It's, it's not, all of it, to be honest. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's got to, you got to let people either watch, listen or read. Yeah. Um, and you're not having any sort of barriers on, on yeah. people. Mm. That's why it's important you're doing this because it's like, you know, people can watch it and people can listen to it. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden they go, right, I'm going I'm, to, I need to listen to that book. Yeah. So the more times you do stuff like this, which is right out of your comfort zone. But you started yeah. off with herbs, and then they went, know, then, they went then they went, then they went, 
but I started, I he's that, really bothered. Yeah, he's nervous. It's horrible. It's yeah. you know, it's kind of you put yourself in the spotlight, saying, "Look at me," and you know, you know, it's naturally not you as a person. No, but just got to keep reminding ourselves. And I was ourselves. like that with my presentations as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. fine, Kelly. That's just no. you. That's yeah. your brand, mm. and there's nothing wrong with that. You mm. can't be anything else but yourself. Mm. But that's what we need to promote: is you. Yeah. Not the book, mm. but you. Mm. And people will then buy the book because yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, right, I'm going to wrap up the podcast and then me and you can have a chat yeah. once all the camera's off so you feel a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody. If you, Where can they find you on Instagram? Um, it's Kelly underscore Sutherland. Right, it's going to be changing that. Forget that. <laughs> By the time we change it, we'll, um, I'll put the link up somewhere around here. I have a website here. they can go to as well, which is kellysutherlandauthor.co.uk. Why not Kelly Sutherland? Right, just forget that. We'll put the link up there once we, once we've had a chat. Thank you so much, everybody. Goodbye.